One of my favorite things is getting to interview full-time content creators, especially those have, who have been able to grow in a short amount of time. And on today's episode of the YouTube Made Simple Show, I have Rob from Rob Builds, and I can't wait for you to hear his five tips for new YouTubers. Welcome to the YouTube Made Simple show. My name is Heather Torres, author of the book, YouTube Made Simple, coming out in the beginning of 2022. And I'm excited because on today's episode of this show, I have Rob from Rob Builds. If you are in the short-term rental space, if you're into tiny homes or you're into understanding how to start a short-term rental Airbnb business, you've definitely come across Rob from Rob Builds. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Rob. Rob has been a real estate investor in the short-term rental space for the last four years. He recently quit his six-figure job in advertising to pursue a career as a content creator and full-time real estate investor. In January of 2020, he started the Rob Builds YouTube channel, where he showcases his tiny places and unique spaces to an audience of over 125,000 subscribers. As of today, Rob owns 14 short-term rental properties with plans to double his real estate portfolio within the next year and plans to grow his YouTube business even more. So let's get into today's episode with Rob Bilt. Rob, I'm so excited that you're here for the YouTube Made Simple show, and we're going to be diving into your advice, your five tips for people who are starting on YouTube as advice from a new full-time YouTuber. I say new because you just quit your job, you're full-time on YouTube now, and this is actually going to be one of a two-part series that we're doing here on the show uh, where we're just highlighting different creators who are full-time and really diving into their stories and you know how are they actually making a living on and off of YouTube. So so Rob, welcome to the show. Hi, hi. I'm so excited to be here. It's like it's so full circle for me because like Think was like literally the first YouTube channel like that. That is the inception of, of the Rob Belt channel. So thanks for having me on. I am so excited. I've been watching you for several years now. Um, all the way back to your first, uh, you know, tour of my tiny home uh, video. So I'm excited. But the audience, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and how you became full time on YouTube? Sure. Well, my name is Rob. Recently just changed my name, not like legally or anything like that, but uh, my name is Robert. And then when I started my channel, everyone started calling me Rob. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm Rob now. Uh, so I started a YouTube channel in January of 2020. So just over like 20 months ago. Yeah, about that. that's how old my daughter was born in the month that I started my channel. So 20 months ago, I started a YouTube channel. And, you know, for me, when I started out, I was just like, look, I just want to make enough money from AdSense to buy a Chipotle burrito. And if I could get some free power tools, that would be awesome because I started out as a DIY channel. And I was just grinding like every day, editing like two two or three in the morning. I'm not a good editor. Um, and I was just doing that every day. And my, my goal was to hit a thousand subscribers. And like to the day on month six, I hit a thousand subscribers. And I was like, wow, I did it. Like my dream came true. And I was like, all right, next goal, 5,000. It's going to be a, a rough couple of years to get there. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm like so excited. And then one of my videos took off and I got like 5,000 subscribers that next week. And then a week after that, I was at 25,000 subscribers. And that was really for me uh, around the time. Let's see, that was in July and YouTube uh, made me a creator on the rise for a day. 
And that was like a life changing time for me. That's when I was like, oh my goodness, like this is cool. I think I think I want to do this forever. And fast forward to today, um, I'm about 120,000 subscribers in and I put content out every single week. I teach people how to build tiny houses, how to start Airbnb businesses, real estate, finance, uh, personal confessionals about what's going on in my life and everything in between. And uh, now I guess I'm on podcasts every so often. So now you're a podcasting YouTuber. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes. I love back to where you said those first beginner videos. I remember you'd have like those Chipotle uh, images that would come up um, in your videos. So, so cool to see that now you can afford a Chipotle, right? <laughs> um, yeah, with your yeah. YouTube videos. I so now can fun. get like the, the double meat on the Chipotle and not, not stress so much. Yeah, we always said uh, when Sean and I were building Think Media, we win the day we can ask for guacamole and not blink. <laughs> and that, that was our, that yeah. was like, you know, because extra guacamole costs a little bit more. So uh, you know, look, I know, all, I know jokes, all jokes aside, I really do feel that way because my wife and I, we live out in Tennessee right now and we went out to Chipotle and I was like, what do you want? She's like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, get Isla a, a, a quesadilla. And then I like, bought it and I sat down and I was like, I didn't even stress that I had to spend an extra $6 on this quesadilla. I was like, we did it, babe. Like we're, we're going to be okay. Yep. Yep. I know that feeling. Well, uh, now that you are a full-time YouTuber, I wanted to talk really about the real advice, um, because you were a student of YouTube, you were really studying, but really it was, you know, you get bits and pieces from different people, but I love that you did a video where you were helping people learn how to start on YouTube. And I took five pieces from that video and I want to dive into them. The first one you said is you don't actually have to be a pro when you get started. Let's talk about that a little bit more because you weren't technically a pro on YouTube. You just picked up a camera and started sharing your story. Yeah, I picked up the best camera in the market, which is the the camera that you have on you. I can't see it on here. And that was my iPhone. That's what I started with. Um, and honestly, it was just I was I had always wanted to start a YouTube channel. And for whatever reason, I just had I mean, for like 10 years since college, I just never had a concept or anything like that. And I was like, what would people even like want to hear me talk about? And I'd done so much DIY when I like before starting a YouTube channel that so many people were like, you should start a channel. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I want to be like the homemade modern or like modern builds YouTube channels, which are, were my favorites. And so like, I kind of just started that way. And I was like, all right, well, this iPhone um, 10 or whatever it was, the iPhone X, it's got 4k on it. That's awesome. Like that's, that's as good as it gets in the market. I really had no idea. And so, yeah, I mean, I just started off very rough. I, it was iMovie on an iPhone and I was recording on my iPhone for probably the first 15, 20 videos on my channel just because, you know, I thought, you know, that was that was really good. I was like, this is good. It's like an iPhone. How bad could it be? And I really I got a Canon M50 like six months into my YouTube journey. And that's kind of when I was like, all right, I think I'm going to be a YouTuber now. And it really was just honestly watching y'all's. I was like, what is the the entry level like vlogging camera? And like Think Media had all the reviews on it and stuff like that. Omar did a bunch of content on it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I guess that's what I'm going to get. And that's when I really, to me, made that commitment to myself to become like, this is when I was like, this is going to be my thing, you know, rain or shine. When I got a camera, that was like my present to myself for like the hundreds of hours that I put in. And also, if I'm being honest, I was just tired of getting like footage off of my iPhone onto my computer that was like a real, 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 just like pain, painful process for me. So I was like, babe, please, can I like use our credit card points to get this camera? And she's like, yeah, I don't care. Why do you always ask me? I'm like, because I'm like so cheap and I just had to like really talk myself into it. So 
I would say for me, when I got started, iPhone and the, really the first investment that I made and the first investment that I tell anyone before they buy a camera is get a decent mic. I got like a, a decent lav mic and I really was trying not to let equipment and all that stuff get in the way of it because it was so fun. I was just like, whatever's easy, whatever I needed to like make my process of filming easier for me. That's what I was really going for. So I got like a little tripod. I got a mic and that was really just, I forgot about it for the first, you know, several, like for the first six months, I equipment was like the last thing I wanted to deal with. I just wanted to be on camera and I wanted to, you know, do it well. And I wanted to be funny and I wanted to have funny editing and I wanted to build cool things for other people. So ultimately for me, like it just came down to what's the fastest, easiest way that I can create content. And uh, that's why I ended up upgrading because uploading footage from my phone was no longer allowing me to create content and edit it and get it out, you know, on any kind of schedule. Yeah. And, you know, even talking about just being someone who just wanted to create, um, did, were you afraid at all about not actually being a pro? Like the idea of that this was kind of the first time you had made videos. You weren't, you didn't, your career wasn't in construction at the time, right? You weren't in, um, in that you were just sharing the journey of you building the tiny home, you having real estate investments and those types of things. Were you scared about getting started? I mean, there's like, I kind of come from a tough place in that because I was in advertising and so I was a creative copywriter. That that was my day job. And I was like, you know, part of, I was like editing, you know, million dollar type of videos, right? Or like half a million dollar videos, but they looked really good. And we spend months and months and months like putting together a concept and bidding out directors and all for like 15 seconds, you know? <laughs> and it's like an amazing 15 seconds. And so when I started my channel, really what scared me was like, man, I'm never, ever going to live up to the work that I actually created at work. Right. But ultimately, like, honestly, I was just more scared about what people would think more than anything, which is kind of silly, obviously. And we all go through it. But like, I actually didn't tell anybody that I started a channel uh, when I when I first started the Raw Built channel. Like, I just made a, a video. I told my best friend, and, you know, he was very supportive. He was like, dude, this is so you. This is great. You know, my very first video, which is still up. I would never take that down. It's very bad. But um, but it's me. And that's all that matters. But uh, yeah, so I was a little nervous about just like, I, it's because like I'm very self-aware and I, I just knew like my first videos were going to be bad, you know, and mm -hmm. I was just like, man, I don't want to like, I, I know what I, I know what they will be. And they're not there yet. And mm -hmm. until they're where where I want them to be, I don't want people to like see how bad my videos were. And I didn't tell anybody. And I remember like I made my second video, uh, which was just like a, another DIY video. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to post it to Reddit and just mm -hmm. see. I'm just going to do it. Whatever. Who cares? I like this video. I think it, it'll do well on the DIY subreddit. And I posted it and it made it to the front page of the subreddit and it had like 3,400 upvotes and I got like 12,000 views in a day. And I remember just being like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I went viral, you know, like just that, that first uh, dopamine hit that a YouTuber gets. And that to me was a little bit of confirmation. I mean, I got a lot of like haters in the Reddit comments, but I also got like a lot of nice people that were like, hey, dude, you know, not great, but you're, you're going to do great. You're going to do great. Keep doing this. You know, a lot of nice comments and just I got so much affirmation from that that I was like, you know, I don't think I need to hide that I'm a YouTuber anymore. Like, why do I even why am I even doing that? And so I remember I just like I for a long time, my Instagram handle was Rob Solo. It was just like a, a combination of my first and last name. And that really felt like 
changing your your Instagram handle is like when you have it for 10 years, it's you know, it's a serious it's mm -hmm. a serious decision. And I remember that day I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell people. And I posted it to my Instagram channel and I posted it to Facebook and I was like, I've got an announcement. I've decided to start a YouTube channel. It's called Rob Built. As of today on Instagram, you'll now know me as Rob Built and all this stuff. And, you know, people were so nice. Like all my friends and my family were nice. I mean, you know, it just, I'm honestly just a little choked up because like, I was just like, I was like, man, I guess I don't suck, you know? And, mm -hmm. and that was like, for me, the inception of like, okay, my friends are on board. Everyone knows I have to do this now because I, I put it out there. And so I, I think that really, at the end of the day, when you're starting a YouTube channel, you'll just literally never know what can happen to your life until you put yourself out there, especially on YouTube. Oh, such good advice. And, you know, um, uh, for an upcoming book that I have coming out, I interviewed over a hundred different creators and 80% of them said, I didn't want to tell anyone I started my YouTube channel. And I'm thinking, why? Like tell the world, because look at what happens. People want to support what you're creating. And it's so awesome that when you finally step out and you make that change and you're like, no, this is what I'm going to do. It may not be the full-time thing that I'm doing, but it's the thing I'm creating on the side. You do have people in your life that are supportive and it's the accountability to keep creating um, so that you are always in that creative mode. So uh, number two, Rob, uh, you said is to become a student of YouTube. Now you did come from a background in advertising. So you kind, you definitely understood advertising and marketing, but was YouTube something that you needed to learn or was that something that was already a part of your world? I mean, conceptually it was part of my world but not not really i mean youtube is its own game and its own processes and its own social best practices and stuff so there was just like a lot that i that i felt like i needed to learn and that i still like need to learn and that i still like i still watch you know think media videos i still watch Catherine manning videos and film booth videos and channel makers like all those channels if i see a video pop up on like the my, my algorithm, I watch it because I'm always like, all right, what do these people have to say about what's going on? Because I'm not necessarily in the science of YouTube and like reading the articles. I don't have like alerts on and I'm not like, oh, algorithm change. It's time to change it up. Like I just rely on content like y'all's right to, to really yeah. inform me on that. But, you know, it's it's been a very interesting curve because like I'm I'm in this now where like when I started all I did was consume how to start a YouTube video or how to start a YouTube channel, but you know it's like all the same like a lot of times it's very similar content out there because it's like there's one there's not one way to do it but there are like best practices right mm -hmm. and so for me I, I'm I was always just exploring new channels that had like an interesting twist on it or like something different and that's kind of why like Think Even is great because. There, you all have like a lot of one hour, two hour videos that you're just forced to talk in excruciating detail about YouTube. Whereas in a 10 minute video, it's like, here are my five tips. And it's like, mm -hmm. have a good thumbnail, have a good title, be 10 minutes long. And it's like, well, okay. You know, there's like, I know that. But yeah, I mean, I think when you're starting out, like it really is about like studying it to the point that it hurts, mm -hmm. you know, study everything you can about YouTube get on like, you know, the, the, the subreddit, um, new tubers get on small YouTubers boost on, on Facebook, the group, and just like, see what other people are doing. Watch good content, watch bad content, watch so, so content, because no matter what, even if the content's not great, someone might have one joke or one 
piece of advice or one something that makes you think, oh my God, I thought they were going to go here with that. And it would have been so great if they did. I'll just do that. You know, like I get a lot of inspiration for my content, especially from an editing standpoint or from, you know, anything just by watching channels that I like. And I'm like, oh, they, they missed this point. I'm going to like really do that. Or like, I wish they would have done this with the edit, but hey, I'm glad they didn't because now I can or whatever. So I don't think you should ever, ever stop being like so inundated in the actual craft of being a YouTuber. Yeah. And a lot of times people will say um, this sentence, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, stop watching Netflix. Stop watching Hulu. Like study the study YouTube. Like if you're going to go into this and you want it to be part of your either business or you want to shift careers or whatever you want that to look like, it won't just happen by you experimenting. It will happen when you know the basic principles. I love how you said, like, really, you could watch all these things and people, people are really saying the same thing because there are basic principles to how the algorithm on YouTube works. And it's not just the algorithm, it's understanding human psychology. Why do people want to watch? Why, why have I watched every single upload of Rob Builds? Because I love the editing, because the information is good, because you understand how to deliver good content. And I think you can see that because you've been studying YouTube. So I love that you said that, but I'm like, please just stop watching Netflix and watch YouTube. <laughs> well, I um, also think that you want to like, you have to really break your own like comfort level and like, you know, back in the day, like a 40 minute video or like a 30 minute video, like someone sends you that you're like annoyed. You're like, I'm not going to watch this. Are you, are you crazy? That's 30 minutes. But now honestly, like the most in like insightful content I watch on YouTube is a minimum of like 20 minutes a lot of the times. So if I see something that's got like a 40 minute timestamp from a creator that I like, I'm like, all right, let's do this thing because, you know, I want to know how they're going to keep me like captured into that content for 40 minutes straight. And so I think it's like not just studying the actual craft of YouTube, but studying people. What do you mm -hmm. like about Peter McKinnon? What do you like about Graham Stephan? What do you like about these types of guys? Like, why do you always watch them and try to use that to put your own spin on your content? Mm -hmm. I love that. And uh, next number three is um, your advice is to give it a year. Man, so many people end projects way too early. They they end in this beginning phase. And I always equate it to the idea of, you know, when you plant a seed, you don't just all of a sudden sprout a tree. It's going to take a little bit of time while that's being watered and the roots are going down and they're, the nutrients is going in and then it sprouts up. So your advice to uh, new YouTubers is to give it a year. Why? I mean, I honestly would say give it a year minimum. I think before you start a YouTube channel, if you really want to start a YouTube channel, sit down and ask yourself, like, am I going to do this whether I become a YouTube star or a viral celebrity? And if your answer is like, no, I mean, I, I just I don't want people to get into it thinking like it's going to happen overnight because honestly, it, it doesn't like it happens for some people on year two, on year three, on year four. I mean, Catherine Manning, I think, had like a channel for like two years before she mm -hmm became like the huge YouTube like coach that she is today. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think a year will really at least tell you like how much you love YouTube, because I think you can do it for a year and have no success and still say, man, but I love it. And if you do, then you can keep going for another year or another two or whatever you want to commit to yourself. But if you do it for a year and you don't really have a lot of success and you're like, well, not only am I not having success, but I actually hate this, mm -hmm. then you know to stop. But I don't really think you know if like 
I don't know. I just don't think you really know until you give it like a, a fair shake. And like so many people like that want to start channels. I'm like, give me a year. Do not say like, if you're not viral in three months or four months or five, like, you know, don't like, don't stress because it doesn't happen like that for most people. It does for some lucky people, obviously. But I think just like a year really just, it teaches you a lot about yourself. It, it really makes you a better communicator in general. It teaches you a lot about editing and, and punching holes through creative concepts. And like, mm -hmm. it, it really just kind of like sets the foundation for like whether or not you love the lifestyle. Um, now, granted, I think, you know, if you do this for two months and you genuinely just don't like creating a YouTube channel and all, you know, you don't like creating content, you don't like editing and you don't like writing titles and thumbnails and you genuinely just despise it, then yeah. Quit in a day, quit in two weeks, whatever. Yeah. But I think if you genuinely love YouTube and you're like, man, I, no matter what, I love I love making videos, even if it gets one, two, three hundred, you know, views on it, then I think you should just keep going like forever. Um, if you're not seeing the success that you want to see in a year or in two years, then, you know, go back and reevaluate your content and like take a look at it, see your journey you know, I still watch my own videos like uh, that. That they just loop in my living room. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I go <laughs> back and I like just I'll check in on like first video, middle video. Like I have seasons on YouTube on my mm -hmm. playlist, like season one, season two, season three, and I just like I just it, it's not a time. It's not like every two months it's a new season. It's just when I feel that I've graduated to the next level of of YouTube, like from a production standpoint, from a quality standpoint, I'm on season three right now. And I think that really fits for where I'm at season three of the raw belt channel. And so I think you really have to examine your, your content and look at it and say like, what have, how have I evolved in a year? Mm -hmm. And if you really don't see much evolution instead of quitting, then like consider changing up how you do your content, how you put it out there and, and really kind of like, have some critical, like, you know, have a critical conversation with yourself of like, this isn't working, but here's what I can do. And look to, you know, channels like a lot of the YouTube channels out there and see how they're doing it and, and look at your favorite creators and see if maybe you can cop their style for a bit to evolve yours a little bit. But at, at a minimum, too long didn't watch TLDW. I think you got to give it a year if you're serious yeah. about starting a YouTube career. Minimum. Yeah. And, you know, with, with a year, um, what we teach here at Think Media is really understanding and setting your analytics. And unless you've got enough content out there, you don't really have something to judge it against. You can't really see what your audience retention rate is or over a certain amount of videos or compare certain topics that you're doing to see, you know, wow, when I talk about this topic, I'm getting a max you know, view duration, people are watching all the way through. But when I talk about this, like giving it a year, um, what, we, what I like to teach students is really focus on your outputs and not on the numbers. Don't focus necessarily so much on the amount of subscribers or the amount of views. It really is like when you start going to the gym for the first time, which I don't do, you would like, you'd feel the, you'd feel it. Right. And so you're not doing the same type of workouts in a year that you do when you first start. So you've got to just be, you know, on that treadmill. Wow. Look at this analogy. I'm just taking it far now. <laughs> you got to be on that it. treadmill uh, <laughs> to, to really actually start to see the results. And you're right. You do have to fall in love with it because this isn't something you just do and then you stop. YouTube is something that can build your personal brand for years and years and years to come. All right, Rob. So uh, if you're getting value out of this while you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and let us know down below so far what has been your uh, favorite 
piece of advice from Rob and let me know how long have you been on YouTube? Let me know in the comment section below. And let us know your favorite Chipotle order. Like, are you a bowl person, a burrito oh. person, a salad person? What are you, Rob? Uh, burrito, like burritos, what like, like what makes me the happiest in life is like just a Chipotle burrito. Mm. But you know, if I'm like, if I'm like trying to be healthy, I'll get a bowl, but it makes me sad. So I'll just say a burrito. That's like, I'm happy. Just think I want to go get a burrito after this. I went yesterday and I want to go again today. So I mean, leave us a comment down below. Yes, you've got to know. I, I'm definitely a bowl person. And really, I was doing the salads for a while, but it's so much lettuce. I'm like, do we need this much lettuce? It's not, <laughs> yeah, not necessary. It is, so, but it makes me feel better. It does. And their chips. Oh, man. The amount of salt on their chips is heavenly. So um, it's lime. It really <laughs> it's is. so good. Oh, you're making me hungry now. All right. Uh, number four is to embrace the suck. This is talking about the bad comments or the videos that don't perform. I think whenever you get into anything, especially if you're trying to win on YouTube, you have to know that there's going to be some high highs, like when you get that viral video, but there's also going to be low lows when someone doesn't like the content you're creating, or you put a ton of time of time and effort into a video and it just kind of bombs. It doesn't really go anywhere. Or the one that you never thought would have gotten picked up by the algorithm is the one that is always getting the views. So Rob, talk about how you embrace the suck uh, on YouTube. Yeah, totally. I mean, oh man, there's so many good, good pieces on in this. Like, first of all, like with haters and, and all that kind of stuff, let's just talk about that because I think, well, I was in advertising. So genuinely like people were like, this is not a good idea. C come back with 10 more. And I, I was already used to like that type of criticism, relatively thick skin that really primed me for YouTube. Mm -hmm. So genuinely, I don't really get like hurt by comment. So I have a little bit of an unfair advantage. But if you're the kind of person that you're a little sensitive, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for the mean comments because people will comment on how your hair looks like a toupee. People will comment on, you know, how you're how you have a punchable face. People will comment on yeah, there's so many things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oh gosh, I'm, now I want to cry. No. Um and so like that's fine. So I think you have to really remember that in my opinion, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's science, maybe you can dispel this uh, myth here. But I personally think that YouTube likes a little bit of uh, controversy, if you will, mm -hmm. like they want some level of like kind of dissonance in the comment section. When I first posted my like one of my first really, really big viral videos was inside my $165,000 tiny house. Mm -hmm. So it's this juxtaposition of a tiny house that costs $165,000. So a lot of people are like, oh, my God, dream house. I've always wanted to live in a tiny house that looks like this. And then the other side is like, oh, my God, you're such an idiot for spending so much money on a tiny house. And so that type of like com those types of comments really clash quite a bit in the comment section. People argue with each other. People make fun of me and then commenters will defend me. And it's like a whole thing. And then YouTube's like, hey, this video that Rob posted is causing people to stay on his video for 20 minutes. And then they mm -hmm. come back for another 10 minutes to argue, meaning they're not going on Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Let's keep promoting this, right? Yep. And so you have to remember bad comments, good comments, mediocre comments. They help you with your engagement. Uh, you're going to have like, like a bad comment when someone leaves me like, like a very long bad comment. I'm just like, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for spending 10 minutes writing that because YouTube registers that as a good thing. Um, so that's kind of like the one thing. Like, don't be don't be bummed. Like, see the positive side of bad comments. Uh, number two, when you get a bad comment, <laughs> my favorite response. I mean, this is really just like my go to if someone just totally just rips me a new one. I just heart it. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's my favorite thing. Sometimes I'll pin a bad comment. Like, if it's okay. like a really mean one, I'll be like, I'll pin it to like the top of my video. And I, I just think that's kind of like a funny thing because sometimes like I'll get caught up thinking about what's like a clever response and I'll be like, you know, I'm just going to heart it. And like, I'm not going to say half the time. I'll say like 25% of the time people will delete the comment because I'll yeah. go back to like show my wife or whatever. And I like click on reply and then it's like gone. And I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. um, cowards. No. Uh, but yeah, so I think whether you get bad comments, just like brush it off, heart it, move on, hug a hater kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the ups and downs of YouTube, that's like a very, very real thing. I mean, imagine this. You get 100,000 subscribers. Your, your your life goal comes true and you're like, I've done it. I've mm-hmm. arrived. I've hit my big goal. And then the next like four or five videos just tank and you get like a 7 out of 10, an 8 out of 10, a 9 out of 10, and a 10 out of 10. That's what happened to me. Like as mm-hmm. soon as I hit 100,000 subscribers, I was like, we're on baby. And then like all of my videos were just a little slow, like after that. And I was like, man, I remember I was like, no way. Really? Why? I figured YouTube might hook it up a little bit, you know? And so like, I remember texted my, my buddy, um, Eric Floberg, if you've ever seen his channel, mm-hmm. great guy. And I was like, dude, I can't believe this. And I sent him like my video that was like a 10 out of 10. And he's like, yep, it's a dry season, man. Don't sweat it. And even now at where I am in my career on YouTube, I still get bummed about that kind of thing because I'm like, or I'm still getting nervous. I'm like, maybe have I, it has the expiration date on the raw built channel come. Am I a has been? And like, I'm always bummed. And then right after that, you know, you launch a series or you launch a video that just totally does well. And that's exactly what happened. Like after four eh, videos, like the next set after that hit the algorithm and I did really, really great. And I, you know, I texted my, my buddy who also has a smaller YouTube channel. And I was like complaining. He was like, dude, like 4,000 views in your first 24 hours is like, I would kill for that. He's like, I get like 30, you know? And so I'm like, have to remember the perspective here. You have to remember where you came. I mean, even just like where you came from, like I just posted a video last week that I, I really liked. It's called, I I just, I just filmed a TV pilot thinking, Oh, you know, my, my, my subscribers are going to love this. And it's 10 out of 10 for me. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I was a little bummed because I was like, come on, I got a pilot. Like you, you would think people would respond to this. But then I was like, I don't know, like 4,000 views in a day. Like, man, I would have like for like Mm -hmm. from subscribers zero to like 80,000. I was like, so like that would have been a dream come true. And so you just always have to put things into perspective. This is kind of why I say give it a year because, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to look at at your growth and you want to compare your views now to like when you first started. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a little bit of perspective, I think it really it really makes you feel a lot better about your channel. Yeah. And, you know, again, the piece about YouTube is that it's all about what your subscribers want to watch. It's what YouTube wants to serve up in suggested. It's what's coming up in search. I mean, there's so many variables every time you post a video that really it's about we what we say here is about the base hits. It's about not always trying to shoot for the home run, but just knowing that that steady amount of views, 4,000, like four, can you imagine like 4,000 people just like showed up at your house? That's insane when you think about, you know, 4,000. And so, yeah, it is. It's all about the perspective of it, but YouTube does. We have lulls too. And for us, we take that as kind of the Kobe Bryant approach. You know, every game that Kobe Bryant played, he didn't go home after he watched the game tape because he was like, I want to see every little nuance that I did. And that's for us where we start diving into the analytics and really figuring out, man, every time Heather leaves the screen and a screen share comes up, people leave. Okay, well, let's not do that. Like it just allows us to really figure out more and more um, what people like, what YouTube likes and understanding that there are dry seasons. Like 
we we were in a meeting uh, not too long ago because our numbers were down. Well, they were down because the pandemic had made our numbers up. So it was that whole yeah, idea right. of, you know, okay, are we really down? No, when we, when we looked at it over a two year span, this was a normal occurrence on our channel because of the season, because of the things. And so we were fine. But again, it does kind of play with your mind a little on, you know, you just have to know that not everything you're it's not that song everything i do is win right you're not always winning yeah, there's yeah. always gonna be um the pieces that do suck all right lastly rob uh is remember your fans i love that you had this as a piece of advice for youtubers because even just piggybacking off of what we just talked about um as we grow we are and growth already just means that we're looking for new I want more people. I want more people. But man, the people that have been there since the beginning, the people that like I know are commenting on our stuff, like Becca is always on our comments. Like I just know her and I love her because she's always there. I love that you said as you're growing, your advice is to always remember your fans. Talk about that a little bit and how that's helped you grow on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't as much as I used to just because it's it obviously becomes harder the more comments you get in. But I try to like comment back and like respond to people and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I try to make it a point to respond definitely to people that are like pretty consistent commenters, people that always ask questions, people that always say nice things. And I, my, I would hope that they know that I do remember them. And I try to like shout them out every so often or, you know, and, and like there are a couple of people on my channel that I know I can count on that, you know, they will, they will comment on my videos. And I'm always like, yeah. So I always try to respond to them and like show them a little love because they take the time to like, you know, sit back and like watch my content. And then, you know, for a lot of people, it, it is very inconvenient to comment. Like for me, m like 99.9% .9 of YouTube that I watch is on my TV. Mm -hmm. So it is very inconvenient for me to comment on a video. And if I like really like the creator or the content, I will go walk over to my laptop and I'll, Hey, and I'll even say like, Hey, I, I was watching this on the TV and I walked over to my laptop to leave this just to let you know that I really like this video or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I really do appreciate people that do that kind of thing because I know, and you know, I also notice whenever like those, those people disappear and I'm always like, where's Jill's comment at? I hope everything mm -hmm. is okay. Yeah. And then like, Two weeks later, I'll get like three comments on. She's like, hey, sorry, I just missed the last three videos. Or she's like, you know, she actually just commented yesterday. She's like, catching up. Sorry. The last three weeks are crazy. And she left comments on every single one. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I so love that I, I we really have do. fans, though, Rob, fans that are like, hey, sorry, I wasn't here. Like, I wouldn't, you know, isn't that crazy to think, though? Like, like Jill was like, hey, sorry, I'm just catching up that, that she has such a relationship with you that she would tell you that. Right. And that's the like, oh yeah, so good. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to make no, that yeah. point. I, I agree. Is, I think, I think yeah. that to me is like really great. And you know, Jill, I know that she like signed up for my glamp camp, which was like one of my programs and she was active in that. And so, yeah, if someone like comments or they comment something very nice, I'll definitely like try to go in and be like, if they're like, oh my God, you're like my favorite YouTuber. I'll be like, you're literally my favorite commenter. Thank you so much for always like supporting these videos. And I, I think that goes a really long way because, you know, return, you like return visitors is like a really important thing on YouTube. But so is just like having like the more people that you can build that loyalty with and, and make them feel special, the more often they're going to comment. And the more comment you get is the more engagement that you get. And that ultimately plays in to like the performance of a lot of your videos. So I think it's important to try to nurture your audience in a way that, you know, makes them feel special a little bit. 
Yeah. And as you grow, it does get harder. You mentioned that. And we we've experienced this here at Think, um, you know, our inbound now with the amount of views that we're getting and just the programs that we have, our amount of inbound, we actually hire full-time people <laughs> to help us now because it's just so much. And one thing that we always preach here at Think is do what you would for one, what you wish you could do for many. And so I'll spend 30 minutes every day just in the comments or in our programs or sending DMs back, you know, because it just starts coming in from all these different places. But one thing to remember, if you are starting on YouTube, be who you want on your channel. Meaning, are you commenting on other people's stuff? Are you engaging in the community? Because if you're asking people to do it for you, you should be doing it as well to be a leader in what you're doing. So I love Rob that you said, like, even if you're watching on your TV, you'll make a point to go over and, uh, and make that comment. Well, oh, Rob, that, I and I, I really do get on my wife and like anyone who's in my house that watch YouTube videos, especially if they're long, like mm -hmm. something like a, a tutorial and I'll be like, did you like it? And they're like, no, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, you literally just watched that for 30 minutes and they taught you how to like weave a basket out of yarn. Mm -hmm. Like they taught you something, go like it. And they're always like, okay, okay, sorry. You know? <laughs> We got to educate the people on YouTube, Rob. That's what we're trying to do. Um, I'm so grateful for you uh, for being on this. This is part one. We're actually going to go into uh, part two on next week's episode where we're going to be talking about how you just quit your job and went full time on YouTube. So we're going to talk about the steps that you had to take to get to that and what that actually means to be a quote unquote full time YouTuber. Now that's on your new resume. Or if you even want a resume, you don't even have to have no, a resume anymore. I threw right? it away. I yes. it away. Or I, I like uh, put it in my garbage and then I deleted my garbage on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. But Rob, if people want to find you, they want to become part of the tribe that you're creating on YouTube. Where can they find you um, all over on the web? Well, obviously, they can smash the subscribe button on the Rob Built YouTube channel. Uh, many people think it's Rob Built. It, it looks like that. It's R-O-B-U-I-L-T. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Rob built there as well. And unfortunately, someone snagged Rob built for me on TikTok. So I'm Rob Bilto on, mm. on TikTok. So you can find me on those three. Other other than that, uh, like a carrier pigeon, you know, I've got I've got that rocking and rolling. If you want to send me like a, a cute little bird with a little tiny squirrel. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Rob. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Are you ready to start or grow your YouTube channel? Do you feel stuck and need help connecting the dots? Join this free web class where you'll learn the step-by-step -step playbook for YouTube success. We've helped thousands of purpose-driven entrepreneurs just like you grow their influence with video. Register today for this exclusive training at thinkmasterclass.com.